Hello and welcome back to the Cafe Hustle and welcome to this first in a special series of episodes looking at the mental health issues that we see in hospitality and it's something that we need to be caring about in terms of our staff but also ourselves as owners as managers it's something that we really need to keep on top of and keep in check really so in this series we're going to be looking at the tools and strategies that others have been using to be aware of and identify those who could be struggling with mental health issues creating a safe space for your team to speak up about mental health and to be able to approach their senior members of staff to create an industry that is better at dealing with mental health issues for the people who work in it because we need to be retaining more and more of our staff especially as we are seeing greater issues around recruiting staff so that's the way this series is going to be going it'll run over a number of weeks but in this episode i talked to philip juma of juma kitchen about how he deals with mental health issues and how he strives to create a business that doesn't contribute to or contribute to the issues that his staff experience in terms of mental health so in this episode we're going to be discussing why it's important for us to be aware of mental health in or mental health issues amongst our staff what the risks are and the cost to business of neglecting the mental health of our teams and what we can do to increase awareness of our team's mental health issues and create the opportunities for them to come forward and discuss those with him. So we'll be discussing all these things and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. The pandemic has taught us that diversifying our hospitality business model away from our core trade of people just walking through the door is so important. Peckwater Brands can help you set up a ready-to-go virtual brand operator of your existing kitchen and can open up your business to a whole new delivery market. Their existing clients are making an additional £4,000 profit per month from their virtual brand alone. To find out more and to book a discovery call, follow the link in the show notes and let them know you heard about them on the Cafe Hustle for a massive 50% off your sign-up fee. So, Philip, thank you very much for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. How are you today? Very well, very well. Thanks for having me. No, I'm grateful to have you on. And and it's been great in looking at some of the things you and your business do. The, the philanthropic stuff you, you do is, it's amazing to be reading about the things that you do. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, the last two years, um, I think philanthropy and, and giving has been important. Uh, it's been a, been a very difficult time. So uh, no, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you saw it and got something from it. Yeah. Um, so we'll jump straight into it then and we'll start talking about your purpose because obviously that links into that to a certain extent. So talk us through what keeps you doing what you're doing, what keeps you motivated? Well, to, to maybe a bit of background of what I do, um, I'm the I'm founder and head chef of Juma Kitchen, which is a a brand, a food business that celebrates Iraqi cuisine. So I've been on a mission since 2013 to bring Iraqi food to the masses. And and, I, and I, my mission is just to feed people, as many people as I can, this incredible cuisine that I was lucky enough to grow up eating from my, from my dad's side and of the family. And that's my mission. And, and, and through food, food is such an incredible vehicle to to really act as a way for people to relate to a country or a cuisine or a, or even or even of a of a people that if they hadn't tried the food they probably wouldn't know anything about about it um so so culturally i'm i'm, I'm flying the flag as well as the, the food 
I had a chat with uh, Chef Susie Massetti um, earlier in the podcast, published it um, in the middle of February there. And she was very much the same view. It's food is the route to any culture. If you go anywhere in, in the world, that is the connection to the culture. And it really gives you an insight of what these places are like, don't they? hundred percent. And, and, you know, to, to celebrate Iraqi food, like if, if, if you don't have an Iraqi friend or a relative, you're never going to try this food. Like the representation on the restaurant circuit in London is, is minimal. And I think we all know Lebanese food, Iranian food, Persian food is now having a huge, huge hit. And obviously, you know, Middle Eastern food in general, Turkish, et cetera, as well. But Iraqi food that just hasn't had its like stamp of, uh, let's say, of approval from the, from the British public. And I want to do something about that. And that, that's, that's, that's my mission to, to yeah. really. But it's very clear. It is very clear that you are now and i think like i've never tried it and i think the majority of the listeners will be in the same situation especially like you say if london is has got very few in the way of establishments that serve iraqi food the rest of the country is is probably going to be even more sparse isn't it so what what as what part of your plan then is to is it just through your through juma kitchen that you're delivering this or is there a, a wider plan um well i recently came back from baghdad um in january i went for the first time since i was a baby uh, and that trip was was monumental on so many levels and it opened me up to not just you know being and discovering about the cuisine and culinary practices and ingredients and cooking techniques and dishes that i didn't know anything about so that was a great discovery for me but but also just from a cultural and i and an identity point of view there's 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 a real sense of urgency for me to do more in 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 highlighting the country um you know i only went off the food that i grew up eating you know um with my business and and food is obviously you know as we've as we've just touched upon is a great vehicle for that to 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 carry an identity and a culture but now that i've been to iraq and i've seen it i've smelt it i've tasted it i've absorbed it I think that, that I really want to push uh, more of a narrative around, yeah, just like discovery, whether that's through television, whether that is that through like, you know, a cookbook. But yeah, it's woken me up and, and given me inspiration to do more and push push it more. Yeah. Now, coming on to your journey then through your background and into hospitality, just give us a bit of an, an idea of where you've come from and how you got into to start in Juma Kitchen. Yeah, so I, I studied economics and business, and my, the chosen path was to just get into the finance world, make uh, mum and dad happy, tick that <laughs> box, um, safe and you know consistent income yeah. and all of that world. So it was there. I was there for about six, seven years. I wasn't happy. I was just you know, as I say, just going through the motions. But food was always a consistent background. Let's say calling where obviously I was passionate about it, but I never really thought. I could do anything with that and then it wasn't until 2013 that I just decided to go for it and, and host a, a pop-up a supper club where I just put on a, a five course Iraqi tasting menu and sold 40 tickets and like friends and family showed up and that was the real birth and start of Juma Kitchen and you know I had I had no chef experience I'm, I'm self-taught chef to this day 
you know, I've worked in and out of kitchens to get experience and knowledge where I can. And I'm, I'm learning every day. And fast forward seven years, fast forward, no, nine years, I've, I've got a permanent space in London's busiest market, Borough Market. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't be prouder and, and more grateful where, where the brand and the company's gone. Yeah. You see, I think you're the same as everyone else there. The pandemic, we've all lost two years then. So. Yeah, 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 right. I did that automatically. <laughs> you just forget. Yeah. So in terms of the concept then, is it purely just Iraqi yeah. cuisine that you're serving? Yeah, I, I really made a conscious decision from the start to celebrate Iraqi food. Yes, there is some crossover. We we do like, um, we've, we've recently... Um, added some extras to the menu, hummus, and um, we do a fatouche salad, which is, you know, arguably Lebanese. They were definitely not Iraqi. So, yeah, there are some little extras there that maybe aren't as authentically Iraqi, but we specialize in kubba, and uh, these are handmade dumplings, and, yeah, they're, they're, as, they're as Iraqi as it gets. So, yeah, there's a, there's a nice mixture of familiarity, but also a lot of new dishes that maybe some people might not have seen. So, and, and, and to be honest, at the start, when I first started the, 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 the concept, I was going very traditional and very authentic, but just the people weren't getting it. The, the Iraqis would, but they're obviously, you know, a, quite a minimal percentage of my target audience. So I had to kind of mix it up a little bit. And I think, though, it reflects what happens in reality other influencers come into cuisines of of national or national cuisines that influence how they develop as well don't they? you just look at how british cuisine is it's really a mix of all influencers from all over the world so i think you by pulling in little bits like that it's it's not being inauthentic is it it's it's just adapting to your demographic 100% and and i always say like you know, this is the food I grew up eating. So it isn't really like anything I'm shying away from in any Iraqi household. If there is just a huge spread, I'm sure there will be a salad there that is maybe non-Iraqi or there'll be hummus, there'll be baba ganoush. You know, it's all it's all the norm for us. But yeah, if we if we were to be really specific, then yeah, that's a, that's a whole different conversation of like yeah. who can claim it. <laughs> we'll Should get into say. that today. Definitely not. <laughs> we'll be here for hours. I was going to say. Yeah. So the purpose that we are really talking today is mental health. And I really want to start and get an idea of your philosophy around how you approach mental health in your business, one for your employees, but also secondly, for yourself. Yeah, um, it's such an important topic and it's something that the the hospitality industry in London is starting to talk about more and more um i think just to highlight like hospitality in general forget you know maybe just talking about chefs full stop but just hospitality in general is such a demanding industry like people have to show up day in day out we are judged 24/7 every morsel everything is judged all the time and there's not an industry out there where People just have to really be on their, their their top game because if it isn't, that really impacts the business in such a profound way. And and in a way, that's that's almost in a way that's disappointing because it's like I really I really ask for generosity from customers more and more when they come because I just think they just expect it. Like, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, this is a given. But I think what the pandemic's shown us is that no, that that table that's polished and that cutlery that's clean and the way that table is set, that's a human resource. That's a, that's a person doing that. And with the, with the lack of people 
that the hospitality is is facing at the moment due to you know Brexit and the pandemic. I think people are slowly, not all, by no means all, but slowly are starting to realise, okay, yeah, this is a very much people-run industry. And so, yeah, I think that's really important to sort of share first and foremost. And yeah, for, for my team, it's it's for me as a business owner, it's so important. I've obviously suffered, I say obviously, I have suffered mental health. The pandemic has pushed me to places that I, I didn't want to go to. Um, we're an independently owned business. There's no sort of private equity money or investment. It's my life savings have gone into this a little bit from Bank of Mum as well. And um, yeah, like so there's, I, I arguably there's even more pressure. Like uh, this has to work. There's no two ways about it. And I think for everything that I've gone through with building this company myself, that actually put me in good stead for when the pandemic hit because I already knew what it took to kind of single-handedly get this off the ground. So it was almost like a flick of a switch where I just went back into default. I couldn't call upon my team because everyone was isolating. And back then it was like complete lockdown. So it was just kind of like I went back into this default survival mode and entrepreneurial spirit. And unfortunately, that did take its toll on me, like physical health was 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 damaged and also mental health and again in a, in a, in an instagram social media world there is a real sense of like putting on a brave face and you know sexy food shots and selfies and you know and 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 again that's added pressure because if you're not in line with that arguably your business isn't going to do as well so there's so many facets to the industry but what i tend to instill in the team is just first of all i, I, I talk to them I, like they're all friends of mine we're all a family anyone needs anything it's like you'd have to talk to them what they think of me but I know what I give to them is is a community and a family level of love and respect that is more than just you're my employee I think because what we're building is so pure and so it means so much to me of what we're doing with Iraqi culture and and the cuisine and the identity of Iraqi people they 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 just get it because they've they've seen me and seen the journey and so many of my followers have seen the journey since that first pop up in 2013. So there's a level of understanding there and a connection amongst us all. So me, my customers, and my employee like that that is that is I think authentic and that I think allows quite a safe space for just being ourselves. If 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 I were to share something that's really vulnerable. You, you can look on my Instagram. There's been some stuff that I've shared that's just really open and honest, and I think people can relate to that. And it sometimes alleviates that pressure of constantly looking good or constant keeping up appearances because that that takes its toll. That that in itself is mentally draining. So that's one thing I think that 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 helps. And 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 secondly, I've I've really kind of in more recent times, especially post pandemic, I've just been like doing more dinners with the team just taking them out and we just hang out together. And it's just like that really allows for us all to just, first of all, discover one another and actually like learn from one another and get to know one another on a very like non-work level, but also just to just really like, just to be and just to, you know, the, the, just to just enjoy an evening because we are in an industry that we're doing that for you 24 seven. You know, we are serving people and, and we, you know, we, we really, I I feel go I want to make sure that every bite and every level of interaction is is beautiful and 
in a way, that's not sustainable because we're human, right? People are going to show up a bit grumpy. People are going to show up, had a bad day. People are going to show up with a little bit of a headache, whatever. So there's a real level of understanding. I know that's not realistic, but I think that when we when we kind of strip it back and then, I don't know, we as a team go to a restaurant and someone else is waiting on us, it's just like, it's nice. It, like It's really nice. And again, I think it's this full circle thing of like us as us as hospitality professionals we want to go and support our favorite restaurants as well and give them that money to support them and you know we're not going in like judging or anything we're just going there to just eat food and like have our own little space and that's that so yeah like they're, they're i think small things that i feel um that really do help and just to just to maybe reiterate and touch upon like you know they're they're people in my team that have really suffered as well from the pandemic um and in a weird way like the pandemic was like especially for food like the, the show must go on like we, we just had to keep going so whenever 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 anyone was dealing with whatever they had to deal with you know i'd be happy just to close the business like or i'd be happy to be like dude take as much time as you need even though on the inside, I'm like, oh my God, how the F am I going to get through this? They don't need to hear that. And they don't need to, they don't need that right now. They just need their space, take as long as they need. So again, I think from a hum, human to human level and going back to how the customer sees hospitality, like everything has to work and we expect this, like, no, it's run by humans. We have, we are dealing with stuff day in, day out, like bring generosity when you come in your listening and in your actions. And so, yeah, that's quite a lot there. Yeah. You, you talk about that element of show or being perfect all the time, but I think certainly in more recent years, customers have bought into more of the vulnerability of people and the fact that businesses like yours and like mine was, is being run by people. It's not by, like you say, there's no equity, private equity into it or anything like that. It's, it's very much the people that are running it. They're the humans, like you say. And I think it really helps in terms of branding as well. There's, you know, people relate to our brands when they see it's it's run by a human. But I think as well, you talk as uh, the breaking of the cycle of that every day. It's, it can be like Groundhog Day, can't it? Sometimes when we finish one service and you're back in the next day and it's exactly the same. Like you say, taking taking that break and letting the team decompress a little bit by whether it's going out for a meal or doing something different, it can really, really help. You're, it's, it's very clear you are empathetic to, to your team, which is, I think is something that we've got to really, we've really got to focus on as an industry now, because like you say, we've lost people to Brexit. Certainly that's left a big hole and the pandemic people have moved away and won't necessarily come back. But I think, a big part of it is the industry itself needs to transform into or generally needs to be more empathetic towards its employees because we can't afford to lose any more people to other businesses, can we really? No, 100%. And if this isn't the wake-up call that we all needed, I don't really know what else there is to, to sort of say. The, 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 the real conundrum we have is that when there isn't human resources people within the industry have to work twice as hard and then that that then snowballs back into you know what alcohol abuse substance abuse mental health like burnout everything and and that's the that's the conundrum we're in you know and 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 again i just think if you've not worked in hospitality you're you're actually not going to know what i'm talking about 
people again people just think it's like yeah just it's a restaurant like they, they've got it like the amount of cogs in the wheel to run a hospitality business is is staggering and once one of those little cogs is out it can really impact the whole thing so yeah it's it's human resources is is crucial um, right now yeah and i think really <clears throat> like you say it's a pinch point now this is the the moment where hospitality generally needs to change but i think what we will see is that those businesses that don't change will probably struggle to attract the people and ultimately survive and hopefully if that's the way it needs to go that hospitality improves its level of leadership and and the empathy across the board then so be it really so in terms of neglecting mental health if if there's anyone out there listening and they have not maybe necessarily put as much emphasis on either monitoring and keeping an eye on the mental health of their employees what are the risk factors from a business point of view of not paying attention to mental health well first of all like talking about the individual at hand or individuals if you're not paying attention that the people are gonna suffer they're, they're they're internally suffering and as an employer we have a responsibility to our employees to just really have a have a safe space and a and a and an area of work where we're not adding to that we you know to to, to make sure that from a again from a human to human level it's it's about just really just checking in and making sure are they okay? Is this you know is is this too many hours for you? But like I can see you know and and just maybe to look at like the warning signs. I look at the warning signs. If people are showing up, they haven't showered, they look groggy, they're making mistakes, forgivable mistakes. Obviously, we're in food, but they're just basic mistakes. They're they're the signs where I'm like, okay, is this guy all right? Because he's not normally performing like this, or she. Um, and not only that, which I've just touched upon by ignoring it, it is going to impact your business from people to people, like that energy and that space that someone might find themselves in. And I do relate this to maybe like turning to alcohol or drugs or lack of sleep or, you know, grouchiness and, you know, etc. Like that rubs off on other people. People feel that. And then all of a sudden now you've got a, maybe like some kind of, I don't know, algae in your in your in your pond that's just starting to like, you know, multiply and and, and maybe infect others. And f- furthermore, it, it, it then it could just it can just lead to like a level of like the tap gets shut shuts off. There's no preparation for that person to maybe like bow out. There's no there's no real kind of um you know introduction of like, okay, they're dealing with this, la la la. It can just lead to a big explosion. I'm out. And then you haven't got anything in place to replace that person or to help that person because it's just got to a level where it's just blown out of proportion. So that they're some of the, the things I feel are, are are repercussions of not dealing with what there is to deal with. And um and yeah, like unhappy people, unhappy food, like you people, you know, bottom line, we're a food business. Like I'm I, I make no bones about it. Like I want we're representing a culture and a cuisine. I want every morsel to be delicious. And if you're showing up, you know, looking and feeling terrible, you know, I, I want to get to the bottom of why, you know. There's the emotional side as well. And this, I'm going to, it's going to get fairly heavy for a minute. But the reality is, is if we as business owners or managers in one way or another neglect it to such an extent, if we miss the warning signs, there's the real 
a real possibility that someone could commit suicide. And I, thankfully, I've never had to deal with that. I know I've, like most people I can imagine will have, will know someone who has taken it to that. And I know I've had work colleagues in the past that have had to deal with that. But we have to, not only the loss of that human and the knock-on effect, but the rest of the staff, like you say, it can just, that sort of thing can just destroy a business if it, if it affects your the rest of your staff members to any serious extent, can't it? Big time. Big time, and you know we have to talk about these these topics because they're a reality, and it's it's happened, and it is happening all around me and the industry that 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 is here. And what comes to mind is is a is a mental health charity that I've supported, Beda and um, B E D E R, and um, yeah, the founder, his brother, like non hospitality related, but his brother, yeah, just just you know committed suicide out of nowhere, and again just just what do you say to that and what what that leaves behind what like how does that leave the rest of the team and the business is is i can't even put it into words how, how that must impact people yeah yeah i think and I've, I've mentioned it in a couple of episodes the impact that we can have as owners as leaders on people's lives is huge and like you say you're keeping on top of in, the workplace doesn't need to be that yes there's pressure it should be a place that is not adding to stress or is or is detrimental to mental health. And I think we do need to start talking more about it, obviously, but it's the doing which is the most important thing. So on in that vein then, so you're talking about monitoring it yourself and picking up the signs, but what have, have you got anything in place that allows maybe the staff to come to you to address the issue on their terms? Yeah. Yeah, we, we do now like um and I wasn't, I've held my hands up. I wasn't on top of this as much, but the, the one-to-one meetings that I do with each member of the team are like, are crucial. Like I take them away from the business. It's not like, I, and even then when I was doing them, I'd be like, okay, can I just grab you for five minutes? Now we like, we meet very like external to the business, either it's dinner or it's coffee or it's whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's just a, a conversation. And and I'll be very open and honest of like, this is, you know, I'll share with them because often, you know, we don't want to talk about this stuff. We don't, we, you know, it, it's like, I'm fine. You know, that classic, I'm fine. Yeah, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. This is the business owner talking to me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But it's like, I think when we come from a place of like, I'm, t- I'm sharing what I've been dealing with for the last month and all of my, let's say, um, doubt, breakdowns and breakthroughs and everything often, 99% of the time that opens them to just share like where they're what they've been dealing with and what what's going on for them and every single time we chat it, it just has a space of like emptiness like there's nothing left to share like it's all come out and it's just a beautiful thing and I, I, I've done a lot of work myself in my personal life through coaching and through you know different forms of therapy that I can you know use those tools on myself that weirdly rubs off on onto others as well so i think like again i'd 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 say any business owner should should do the work as well on themselves so they're really because you understand what makes us tick and like our 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 trigger points and that then gives you a a real better understanding of just people and your surroundings and 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 those warning signs and of those one-to-ones have they provided you with any sort of obviously they provide you with an insight but has there been anything that has been so huge that you've made big changes off the back of or yeah. helped someone off the back of them yeah just to, yeah 
to share to share openly and again create a space hopefully for others maybe to come forward or to look at their themselves like you know one of one of my guys a few years ago he was he was heavy on the alcohol and he was he was sometimes showing up to these one-to-ones under the influence and I just told him like enough like this can't this can't go on and like for for him it was like a little bit like this this is normal like this is okay it doesn't impact my work like when I show up I'm sober but it's like no like you know and I've obviously got to be careful because it's like what they get up to in their private life I can't really pry on but if you're showing up to a one-to-one meeting and you're under the influence and I've obviously got my suspicions about you anyway like my first thought is though like what are you dealing with I'm not actually thinking about my business I'm like what's going on in your world that you have to be be hitting the bottle like this and that's where I'll, I'll kind of focus on and through conversations and talks and and it was a tough conversation because he, he didn't want to he didn't want to show he didn't want to show me any cards should we say but we you know we got to the bottom of it and since then yeah like we, 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 we're in a whole different place and it's it's just yeah it's just it's just real it's really tricky because you know you've you're running a business and you want to almost go into like what the you know like this is not on like that but it's like hold on that the business is actually second right now i need to know what are they dealing with like really like what's going on and i think bringing again that love and generosity from a from a business owner perspective is is crucial to to longevity of your team to loyalty and to you know turning it around yeah it is it's 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 having that foundation of of building a culture of being open and for people to address the issues when they come about and like you say having that focus on what is going on with your people because ultimately our businesses like you say are not our businesses without the people that work in them and I think by focusing on what is happen what the foundation is going on or what is happening in their life it makes it easier for you as a business owner to get them in the right position when they are in work so obviously that's from your point of view as a business owner that's really important as well so turning now to if there's someone out there who is thinking actually i need to start thinking more about the mental health of my team where can they start what sort of things should they be putting in place obviously you've mentioned the one-to-ones which is a great thing for people to start but what other things or what other ideas as on a fundamental level could business owners be looking at to start addressing the mental health of their staff um i think i think leading by example is really like a a very is, is the crutch of it if if you're if you're let's say if you're someone who's just looking at you know, P and L's and the bottom line, and are we making any money? You know, why? Why not? You know, like like really looking at it from a business perspective. I think there's going to be a real lack of enrollment from your team, and maybe a, 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 it doesn't create a safe space to be like, okay, I can come to him and talk to him about or talk to her about my problems because all they care about is the bottom line. So I think like it's it's all about in the person's being of creating a safe space for people to approach them if if and when and that that doesn't mean like you i don't know doing coffee and being like so how are you and you know it's not it's not it's not that it's, it's so deep it's got to, it's got to, again it, i bring up that human to human level you've got to actually remove your business owner hat and it's it's hard because you know having a business right now is is so tough but yeah like you've just really got to you've got to you've got to relate to people in a way that is, is going to allow a safe space 
for communication and what that looks like is is many things i think um but i think yeah i think again like i think as a, anyone who's an owner i think they they should you know go and maybe investigate for themselves what's going on with them like their own vulnerabilities what they're dealing with are they talk are they talking about their issues because again i think if if maybe if it doesn't start from the top then that might not be as easy to kind of instill and and again i talk about this safe space i don't, I don't think it will be a safe space for others to if, if they themselves it's alien to them to talk yeah yeah i think every, we do as a society and it is moving in that the right direction we are talking about it more but i still think there's there's big steps to make and i think you're right business owners need to look at themselves first and get comfortable understanding what's going on in their head potentially and like you say it then trickles down to the to the team and it, you could prevent like you say if you don't want all the staff to walk out all at once if they're all struggling but it, it's a possibility it could happen it's, and it's, like you say it, it's sorry it's and it's something that is so it could be so difficult because i've got a lot of empathy for even chefs who are you know you go into some of these kitchens and it's like there, there's just there's barking it's like holy i don't know if i'm allowed to swear but like stuff's going down here and someone's getting an absolute bollock in and you think you know one side is like i'm just going to judge that chef look at him he's a bully da, da, da. but it's like i also think like that's how he's been taught he doesn't even know any different like that's how he thinks the only way to get results is by being like that so the the real crutch of it is if we're looking at let's say from a chef perspective like if that's all they know, then that is automatically going to get instilled in the team and the next brigade and the next lot coming through, they're going to do the same thing. And that's all they know. So it's, it, it takes as well a leader to actually be like, I'm going to cut the cord here. I'm not I'm not going in this direction. There must be another way to skin the cow. There must be another way to, to handle this. I'm going to go off and do the work for myself. And I think that that is a sign of an incredible leader who really just actually puts the puts the line in the sand and be like, I'm not doing it like this. This doesn't work. It can, yes, it can get results and it get you those Michelin stars, but like at what cost, you know? So that's what I'd say as well to that. Yeah. It's it, that, what you're saying there is a big part of what my mission is with the cafe hustle. Really. It's about educating people that are out there that those sorts of techniques in terms of leading people with a stick are old hat and they're not as effective or sustainable as perhaps lead, like literally bringing people with you, showing them how to do things. And like you say, all le the leaders in our industry are learning from those who are already in the industry. And it's about breaking that chain, exactly how you said that. That's where we're coming from with the cafe hustle, breaking that chain from a leadership point of view and saying, try this way. It's better for results. So in terms of you then for the next 12 months going back to Juma Kitchen what have you got planned for you and your business and getting so much so much um where to start so we're going through a a rebrand so we're rebranding the whole of Juma and it's so exciting um I can't wait to share some of the the new let's say illustrations and tone of voice and everything we've been cooking up in the background for for this this new look of Juma because I haven't changed the branding or website or anything since we started and I've changed as a person the brand has changed so that's something we're going through at the moment which is super exciting 
on the back of my trip to Baghdad in January, I was so inspired by, by what I ate and saw. We've opened, we are in the process of opening an Iraqi bakery within our stall at Borough Market, serving fresh tanur bread. And that will complement the, the charcoal menu so beautifully. And also, we're going to be launching a breakfast menu of um, two incredibly traditional and delicious dishes, bestirma and eggs, which is like a, a, a meaty sausage with loads of garlic, cinnamon, spices in the bestirma, and also kahi and girma, which is a buffalo milk cream with, with like sugar syrup drenched puff pastry and this beautiful rich cream. Incredible. So that that's breakfast coming soon. And... A few other surprises I'm not going to share yet, but there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. And um, I'm. Yeah, it certainly sounds like you've got an exciting 12 months ahead of you then. I do. I, and, and, I, and, I, and weirdly, I like to, to maybe actually plug this. I'm actually looking for a new person to join the team. And um, I weirdly don't know who or what they, their role is yet, but it's basically to support me because I'm. Again, I'm I'm seeing the signs of with all what's going on, I, I just can't keep up and it will cost me money, but I don't want it to cost me anything else, if that makes sense, mentally, to, to, to just manage this whole new wave that the business is going through. And so if anyone from a food background wants to reach out, like I'm I'm here. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And on that thread, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find out more about what you're doing? And obviously, keeping in touch with Juma Kitchen as it develops, uh, uh, that those all your plans that you've got in line. Thanks, thanks, dude. Yeah, so it's at Juma Kitchen on all social media: Twitter, Facebook, and Insta at Juma Kitchen, and the website JumaKitchen.com. Please sign up to the newsletter. I announce that like things on there, but all the socials will we'll, we'll keep you posted. That's brilliant. Philip, thank you very much for talking to us today and especially about something that is so important and that people across the industry should be holding so important or so high up on their agenda. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for joining me. And thanks for highlighting it, dude. Thank you for having me. Are you finding the same mistakes are happening again and again in your business? Then you need Trainual with its powerful ability to centralize your procedures, policies, and company information all in one easy to access place that's easy to update and communicate to your team. It could really help you with the consistency that's so important in your business. For seven day free trial and for 10% off your first 12 months, visit thecafehustle.com forward slash Trainual and enter promo code Cafe Hustle. So thank you to Philip for sharing the things he does to help both himself and the rest of his team with the issues in the workplace and also their life outside of work too, because that can always have an impact on the day-to-day run of a business. But this is a really important subject that we all need to be thinking about as more and more issues arise in our industry and more needs to be done to support the people who work in it because it is a very hard industry to work in. We know as owners and managers how tough it can be. And to add on to that, the issues outside of work, the biggest thing we can do is to support our people when they're in work. So if any part of this episode has impacted on you or you need to speak to someone, make sure you reach out to someone and to have a chat with them. I, myself, am happy to, if anyone feels the need that they really need to speak to someone, especially someone who is impartial and who doesn't really know them on a day-to-day basis. Reach out to me at andy at thecafehustle.com. Let me know, and I'm more than happy to jump and have a chat with you on the phone. One way or another, always reach out to someone because it's really, really important to discuss the issues before they reach a boiling point. So anyway, 
Thanks again, and I look forward to welcoming you back on the next episode of The Cafe Hustle.